Welcome everybody to Fifth Sunday Sing. We're running a little late, but we'll catch up. Let's have a word of prayer together, and then we'll take a hymn that you want to sing. So let's pray together, and then I'll call for some songs. Our Lord, we're thankful and appreciative for your good grace to us. Thank that for our group that's here tonight. We ask your blessing upon our service. We pray that you'll be with those that sing, that you'll be honored and glorified by the words and the music. And with our afterglow to come for our time of fellowship, thank you for seeing some faces that we haven't seen for a while, reacquainting with our friends and loved ones. And we pray, Lord, that you will be honored and glorified tonight in the singing of praise to you. We pray these things with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Who has a song they'd like to sing? Yeah, Sheila. Uh, 286 in the brown. 1740, in the little hamlet of Lidget Green, Yorkshire, England, a son was born to the Fawcett family. Although poor as the world judges, young John Fawcett was given the riches of faith as his parents taught him from the Holy Bible and encouraged him to grow in the knowledge of God. At the age of 16, John made a public announcement of his faith in Christ and his determination to one day become a preacher. Through diligence and much prayer, John's dreams were realized, and at the age of 26, he was ordained a Baptist minister. Shortly after his ordination, young Pastor Fawcett was called to take the pulpit at a small Baptist chapel in the village of Waynesgate in northern England. Traveling there with his new bride, John established a home and ministered faithfully to the needs of the Baptist community in Waynesgate. The young couple was soon blessed with a family, and as the children grew, and the Fawcett's became an integral part of the town. Deep friendships were forged. The material needs of the family grew as well, however, and it became clear that a move to a larger and more prosperous church would benefit the family in many ways. John set about applying for pastorates in other areas of England and was delighted and a bit overwhelmed when the call came from a large church in London. John was to move to the influential Carter's Lane Baptist Church to succeed the well-known Dr. Gill. 
It was an answer to prayer for the 32-year-old Fawcett, and the future looked promising as he and his little family prepared to make the move south. In the weeks before his departure, John continued to serve his small congregation as he had for the past six years. Daily, the townspeople streamed to his cottage to offer their thanks, relay their sorrow of his impending departure, and seek some last bits of wisdom from the young pastor they had come to love so dearly. Finally, the day of departure arrived. John Fawcett had preached his final sermon at Waynesgate, said his final goodbyes, and loaded the family's belonging into a horse-drawn wagon. As he and his wife and children boarded the wagon, the members of his church gathered around to pray with their pastor one last time. As the amen was said, John and his wife looked around at the tear-stained faces of their friends and neighbors. Mrs. Fawcett gripped her husband's hand and wept. So moved was he by the deep love of his parishioners that at that moment John made a life-changing decision. He jumped down from the wagon seat, went back inside the house, and gave the order to unload his household goods. The Fawcetts would not leave the little Baptist church of Waynesgate. The following Sunday, John Fawcett preached from the New Testament book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 15, which says, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesses. At the close of the sermon, Peter Fawcett read a poem he had composed entitled Brotherly Love. Years later, the verses were set to music to become the well-loved and familiar hymn, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. John Fawcett's determination to remain at Waynesgate was not a passing fancy. Despite a salary that never exceeded $200 per year and a call to become the president of the prestigious Bristol Baptist Academy, the country pastor remained faithful to his little flock. From his cottage, he wrote several books, became well-known for his biblical scholarship, and even started a school for preachers. But it is, un- un- it is likely that he is best remembered and loved for the example he set in his willingness to sacrifice ambition and personal gain for Christian devotion to the fellow pilgrims of his home church.
first line. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's for the Lord. <laughs> no. I'm home. I'm comfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do this. <clears throat>
lost and left to die Oh, raise your hand for love is passing by And come to Jesus Come to Jesus Come to Jesus And live Now your burden's lifted And carried far away And precious blood has washed the stain away So sing to Jesus Sing to Jesus Sing to Jesus And live And like a newborn baby Don't be afraid to crawl It's okay. We don't. It's Rachel. We've got a four.
Immediately following our prayer, we will retire to the basement and have a sampling of all different kinds of chili. Wouldn't you know that this is one of the warmest Sundays that we've had all winter. Uh, but I hope you like chili and um, hope you'll stay and are glad to have all our guests with us tonight. That would be absolutely great. I'm going to ask Brother uh, Dan Armstrong if he would uh, close in prayer and give thanks for the food, please. Retire to the fellowship hall and do your fellowship around the table down there.